Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back in to another Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report. I am Steven Serta. Day five, full team practice. The pads were on on Friday, so let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. There was a heat advisory in St. Joe today. Sween, how hot was it up there? Yeah, it is extremely hot. And one thing that you noticed besides the injuries because of the padded practices is um, because they think of the heat it was chippier than usual out there uh, I know that Travis Kelsey had moments where he yelled at both uh, DiCaprio Boodle there were referees in attendance at one point he was yelling at the referee for not throwing a flag on George Karloftis yanking him back uh, in coverage so uh, some some agitation some some chippiness that you see with every camp that that has finally started here on Friday yeah, and you mentioned the injuries, and first day of full padded practice for the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, Andy Reid confirmed linebacker Isaiah Moore was out with the knee injury, Darius Tony obviously out, Turk Wharton still not on the field, and Drew Tranquil strained his neck, tight end Jody Fortson hurt his shoulder, and defensive lineman Mike Dana strained his calf, so... Not really, uh, I mean, not the worst thing in the world, but not the greatest start to padded practice for the Kansas City Chiefs on Friday. No, uh, and and of those injuries, I would say that, that Drew Tranquil, it, it seems to be minor. Again, he, he went right up uh, the hill and didn't participate after he suffered the injury, but uh, that seems to be minor. I think Dana, the calf strain, you wonder, uh, if you remember he did miss a little bit of time at the beginning of last year, and he's even more important now that the Frank Clark is out of the mix, that's worth monitoring. But again, a, a little bit more of a minor vibe on that one. The Jody Forson injury rolled up on by a defender in the end zone. And you could just tell he was in a significant amount of pain. And I would say laid on the ground for about 30 or 40 seconds before getting up. And eventually he did jog off on his own, but it, it seems to be a right shoulder injury and, We'll just have to see on that one. Of the three, it, it does seem like Fortson's could be the, the most serious. But again, we're still 40 days away from the regular season. So there is time for these guys to take their time uh, on the way back, make sure they're healthy uh, for when the games really count. Yeah, it's it, it, it's not we've got we've talked about this so much, Pete, like we have so much time before right. we really have to start worrying about it. So for, first day, full padded practice. It's really, really hot outside, and it's going to continue to get hotter and hotter. So the Chiefs are going to play it safe with all of these guys. So I, I don't think, barring some other kind of like significant report, I, I don't think that we should be stressing uh, about this right now. We got plenty of time for all these guys to get healthy and ready to go for the regular season. Yeah, it wasn't anything like non-contact or anything like that. So I, I think you're hoping for the best. Uh, I tend to think 
uh, they're going to run some tests on Jody Fortson just because it, it seemed like that, again, could be the most serious. And we'll just have to find out more tomorrow. And it's time for our daily Chris Jones update. Um, we, we talked a lot this week about hopefully he would show up by Friday for the padded practices and at least like hold in. So you feel a little bit better about negotiations because he's at least on site at St. Joe. But as far as we know, Chris Jones is still not there and it's starting to get a little worrisome whether or not they're going to come to a deal at some point before training camps up. Well, I've been saying it, and we, we said it on reports leading into today's, is that if, you know, if he's not there on Friday, this could be a long-haul type of thing. I, I think if he wanted to just prove a point and show up to camp at a reasonable amount of time, today would have been a really, I think, ideal day to do so. First day of pads, they don't really miss a ton until the padded practices uh, start to happen, which like we've been talking about it was today. And, and then Andy Reid and Steve, I, I don't know if he caught this, but asked about it. Uh, at the podium and just simply said he's you know not communicating with Chris and the vibe that you get from from Willie Gay speaking a little bit on it and, and Andy Reid himself is like we you know we just keep on rolling here so uh, they're in the mindset right now like just not having Chris Jones until I, I think this thing gets settled off the field but I, I I think it remains in an extreme stalemate and Jones seems set on not really caring about those $50,000 dings each day. He's he's going to sit out until he feels like uh, he's compensated with a new contract. He's just saying, yeah, that signing bonus is going to pay for all these fines. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever More we get a less, deal done. That is correct. Yes, yes. So it's we'll continue to monitor the situation. Hopefully Chris Jones shows up at some point. Hopefully we see – a sign that things are moving in a positive direction for the Kansas city chiefs. And I want to encourage you guys. Uh, we just posted a new episode of show MBK this morning. We had a long conversation about Chris Jones and, you know, just what he means. And obviously he's going to play for the Kansas city chiefs this season because he's under contract through the season, but we would like to see a long-term deal in place and, and see him on the field at training camp. So I encourage you guys to go check that out. We had a long conversation about Chris Jones and everything that he means for the Kansas city chiefs defense, but it was the first day of padded practice, Pete, and you tweeted out uh, Mahomes actually connected with MVS for a long touchdown. And I, I feel like we've spent so much time talking about this wide receiver room and all the guys that we're hoping it, it, that we'll see big things from this season. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling is kind of the forgotten guy, even though he's probably the, the surest, safest guy who's going to have a significant role at the wide receiver position on this team for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I was optimistic last year coming in that maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling could be more to the Chiefs you know, than he was in Green Bay. Rodgers, one of these guys that stretches out the field uh, and, and can make these big-time catches you know, here and there. And, uh, and maybe more of an all-around receiver who could push to, to have 1,000 yards. And I, I just tend to think – he is the guy he was in Green Bay, which is fine, which is a, a solid contributor on the Chiefs. Somebody that's going to get you between the six and 800 yards that is going to make a big play uh, every once in a while when, when you talk about how many yards he, he usually records uh, per reception. But I, I still think this room is going to have to lean on some young guys to fill that, that void that is left by Juju Smith-Schuster departing the Chiefs for the, the New England Patriots. And you're starting to see, I, I think, good signs from Sky Moore she Rice has looked good. Uh, Justin Watson, to me, has looked very reliable here at camp. And then you have the, the Justin Rosses of the world that are trying to make this team. No more John Ross. He 
he called it called it quits and, and decided to, to leave Chiefs camp and retire. Um, so you'll see if, if one of these younger guys can take a step forward and, and support Marquez Valdez-Scantling in those efforts to make sure that they have enough pass catchers. And I, I want to remind you guys, if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, immediately following the break, we'll have all of today's press conferences today. And we heard from Andy Reid and <laughs> Andy Reid was actually asked about the John Ross retirement. And he was just like, ah, he didn't really say much. He was just kind of tired of it, which I thought was like Andy Reid's not usually that upfront with it. But it seemed like John Ross was just not having any of Chiefs training camp. Well, as is constantly said, Andy Reid runs one of the toughest shows in the league when it comes to training camp. And a big reason for that is making sure that these guys have wins under them when it comes time for January and February, you know, especially now when you have the 17 regular season games, let's say you don't win the bye, you're going to be playing four more games before you're trying to lift the Lombardi trophy. That's, you know, 21 games. So it's these days in in St. Joe and the heat that I, I think builds some of that, that oxygen that, you might have later in the season that you wouldn't have had had he not done that. And yes, uh, for lack of a better term, Steve, uh, John Ross ha- had had enough. He didn't want to do it anymore. And I, I can't blame him for that. And I, I think he was a long shot to make this roster for the Kansas City Chiefs anyway. So I, I don't blame him. I think I, it was I... one of those things where you're right. Like he saw the writing on the wall, probably you know looking at some of these younger guys as well that are pushing. Uh, even I think, you know, now we've talked about in recent days that she's potentially keeping seven receivers. I don't, I don't think John Ross is going to be one of those seven receivers. So at some point he said, what am I doing here? And, <laughs> and uh, that's yeah. it. So it's, uh, you know, congratulations to John Ross on retirement. I, I hope he enjoys it and, and has uh, a wonderful post NFL life. That, but That's really kind of you, Steve. That's, that's very nice. <laughs> uh, but so, Pete, something we've been talking about like crazy and the first few days of camp before the pads went on was uh, second year cornerback Nazi Johnson uh, was getting a ton of run and opportunity here with the first team defense. But it seemed like on Friday, it was kind of back to the rotation we expected Jalen Watson in Trent McDuffie, Legereus Need, And I, I think it, it's safe to say Nazi Johnson could still find a way to make an impact on the defensive side of the ball. But I think those first few days of camp, it's just kind of Steve Spagnuolo trying things out and and seeing what he can do with the first team. And now we probably got to look at what the actual first team is going to be on Friday. Yeah. I I mean, I I think it was always going to be Watson. Now Watson is, is somebody who is rotated with Joshua Williams, just depending upon the defensive looks. And I tend to think that that could be the case in 2023 as well. But I, I think if you really wanted to put money in and feel like you're betting on who would be the third cornerback for the team, and it's going to be Watson. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs just were trying to see what they have in Nazi Johnson. I, I think what they learned is Johnson can do the job. The room is deep. And you see injuries that happen every year. So if, if that were to happen in the cornerback room again, remember Trent McDuffie missed a big chunk of the beginning of last season. Uh, I think the Chiefs would, would be okay. And I, I just think it. What a story to have all these guys that are in the, their, their rookie contracts, Steve being the elder state, statesman who really isn't that old, uh, you know, leading that, that quarterback room. I, I just think that the Chiefs have more or less an embarrassment of riches, young riches when it comes to uh, what they have going on in the quarterback room. Uh, up front uh, in the second level, remember we mentioned that Drew Tranquil well, had to leave early, so it was back to the Gay and, and Bolton show. Bolton was back after missing practice. Uh, the other day due to an illness. And then up front, you know, we had mentioned that Mike Dana had to leave early. I, I thought Malik Herring 
uh, really popped today. And he's somebody that I have in my bubble. I didn't include him on the roster in that first iteration of the 53-man. Uh, and I tend to think uh, he is somebody that needs to perform really well to make this team. Uh, it's now or never mode for both Herring and Joshua Kando because the Chiefs did draft B.J. Thompson. So I, I thought it was worth mentioning in those offensive line versus defensive line drills. I thought Malik Herring looks to be one of the better rushers today. Yeah, uh, that, that's interesting if Mike Dana is unavailable. I, I think Dana is kind of the forgotten guy along that defensive line, though. He was really valuable for the Chiefs last season, and he was a really effective player, and he's kind of a guy that gets overlooked. So be interesting to see if he can get back on the field and continue to pay attention to what that defensive line is going to look like, especially as Chris Jones continues his absence at training camp. And on Friday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, linebacker Willie Gay, guard Trey Smith, and safety Brian Cook. And I, I wanted to ask you about Brian Cook, Pete, because uh, I feel like we haven't talked about him a ton, and he's, uh, again, on the defensive side of the ball. We can't really learn much until the pads go on. And the pads went on Friday, and Brian Cook is a guy that I, I think, again, kind of gets lost in the shuffle when we talk about this Chiefs young defense and that secondary and I think he is going to be a significant player for them this season. And he's going to have a real opportunity to be an impact player in year number two. And I, I really liked a lot of what he had to say when he uh, took the podium today. Yeah, well, he has to be. You know, Juan Thornhill's now a member of the Cleveland Browns, so he's going to get a lot of that time. And I think he learned a lot from Juan Thornhill. The word he used with Thornhill was perseverance. He really learned that in this league, you're going to have tough times. you got to keep battling. We, we know about Thornhill's story with the injury and, not really feeling like himself to about two or three years later. And last year he really earned a, a nice contract from Cleveland to stay in the AFC and, and now he'll move on. Uh, when asked about Justin Reed, you'll hear it in his voice on from the podium, but I think Brian Cook was like almost moved to tears with how much Justin Reed has meant to him both on and off the field. Now they're going to be, I think really uh, a, a nice tandem as far as being in sync and making sure that everyone has the calls and the checks. Uh, that is something that he has focused a lot on is, just knowing the defensive playbook really well and working with Spags to do that. And he feels like he's in a good place where he can make the calls, play fast, doesn't really have to think about it. And I, I feel strongly about the second year of Justin Reed. I mean, the thing that stands out about Reed is is he, he said he was still kind of like learning the whole system you know, in that last fourth of the season last year. And so I, I like this safety room. I, I think it's a, a, a year that, Brian Cook will, will show that he can fill the shoes of Juan Thornhill. And I, I've mentioned it before in like one of my bold prediction takes. I just think Justin Reed is so comfortable. He's so talented now that he's going to become an all-pro. And I think Justin Reed, it was like a couple of weeks ago, um, he even tweeted out like, second year, I know the defense now, look out. And so I, I do think, yeah, the, the safeties, we spend so much time talking about the cornerbacks. And I, I think the Chiefs have a really good safety room, too, that we should not overlook during training well, camp. One of the best parts of, of before training camp, Steve, and so if you're a, a Chiefs fan that, that really like starts to lock in uh, during training camp, you, you might have missed this, but during one of the pressers of, of OTAs, he, he was like, yeah, you know, in other places that I've been, we've only run like five, six plays. Like, <laughs> Justin, you've only been in one other place. <laughs> You're talking about the Houston Texans. So uh, he's happy that there, there, there's multiple, multiple looks uh, in the Steve Spagnuolo uh, defense, and he seems to have a stronghold on it. 
He's Pete Sweeney. Follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Follow all of our training camp coverage at arrowheadpride.com. Chiefs are back on the practice field tomorrow. We got you covered all weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We're working straight through with the Kansas City Chiefs. So make sure you're locked into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I am Steven Serta. On Friday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, linebacker Willie Gay, guard Trey Smith, and safety Brian Cook. We will go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Isaiah Moore, we know about. Uh, Kadarius, you know about. Wharton, you know about. Uh, the ones today, Tranquil uh, strained his neck. Um, Fortson hurt his shoulder. They're going to check it out here. And then uh, Dana uh, strained his calf. So... Um, but all in all, it was good work today. Guys challenged themselves. A little shorter practice, hour and 40-minute practice, and uh, the, the guys worked. It was good to get them back in pads and, and working to challenge each other. So, for that time's yours. Andy, first day of pads. Uh, can you feel that energy go up? Yeah, bit? oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, naturally it, it does that. So, um, but I, I like the way they, they did, you know, how they got after each other, yeah. You like it when they, you know, you got to ramp it up. It's a physical game, but saw a couple of the, you know, after the play little conversations. Travis was involved in one. How do you manage being amped up but not going? Yeah, you know, fighting is a waste of time. You get thrown out of games doing it, get hurt out here doing it. So, um, but they're going to jaw. It's hot, humid. They're going to jaw a little bit. Just as long as there's not no punches thrown, we're we're all right. They're going to talk a little bit, but that happens. Two new tackles. How they looked at pads. Yeah, they they did pretty good. You know, it's a it's a challenge, mentally and physically for them being new, and then going through the practice like this. So, not always used to that. But I thought they hung in there pretty good. Yeah. Coach Isaiah uh, got a little work um, in the past. How long before he's actually a full go? Ah, uh, we'll just see. We're kind of taking that day by day. We'll just see how it goes. No setbacks. That's a that's what we're looking for. But he feels pretty good. You know, we'll just see how see how it rolls. Take it slow. You know. Any uh, any guys stand out to you on the first day? Ah, um, no. I mean, you know, they they all. Did, I thought they all did a pretty good job. You know, I'm not. I can't pick one out. They might not show up tomorrow. If I pick just one. Out. Might only be coaching one guy. <laughs> you, you really looked at uh, 
how have you seen him uh, adjust to this camp and how is he actually able to get some practice? Yeah, no, he's getting better every day. I mean, th this is this will be good for him with the pads on. and uh, he's, he's such a big kid, tall kid. Um, you know, ability to go up and get the ball, that type of stuff will, will benefit him. Andy, early impressions on Matt Bushman and Daenerys Prince, yeah, uh, both doing good. Uh, Bush uh, is playing tight end and, um, and working hard. He's competing. Uh, good, good route runner. Real good route runner. Knows what he's doing there. He's going to continue to work on the run game part of it, but that you know that's what he's doing. So, um, and then Prince, you know, it's just a matter of staying on top of everything. So he, he, uh, it's it's new to him. Uh, protections are always for the. Uh, for the rookie running backs is, is a thing you have to learn. So, um, but he's a, such a hard worker. Great hands. Looked like he had good vision in the nine on seven in the run game. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say much. He just was tired of it, you know. And um, you know, I, I'm sure he had, there was some frustration there. But he'll be fine. He's a sharp kid. You know, he'll he'll he's one of the guys. He'll He'll make it somewhere. Earlier in the week, Trey was ready for pads because he likes to hit people. What, what have you seen from him? Which one? Trey. Um, yeah. Which Trey were we doing? Trey? Trey Smith. Yeah, no, he's always, you know, he's always uh, ready to hit somebody. He's a tough kid. And uh, um, I thought he, you know, I thought he did a good job. He had a couple where his hands got out, but uh, he's got to just keep, keep those in tight. And, um, you know, it's good to have the officials out here helping us with all that. So they hear it from the officials. That's uh, that's even different than hearing it from a coach. So, um, but he, he does a good job, hard worker. Coach, you've had Willie here for a while. Just how have you seen him progress over the years? Yeah, I, I like the way he stepped up the last couple of years here. Um, he, he's got the defense down and um, phenomenal athlete. You know, he's a great athlete. Loves to play, brings great energy. Coach Rasheed Rice, you got a chance to see him in And I know yeah. first year, sometimes it can be tough. You got a lot, you give him. You know, how's he getting the offense and how did he look trying to yeah. apply it in the pads? Yeah, sure. Sharp kid, uh, tremendous talent. Um, this is all new to him. You know, all the, when you're a rookie receiver, you come in here, uh, you're running miles. And, uh, and so you got to get used to that and the pace. Yeah, there's no playoff, there's no backside. I mean, you got to go 100 miles an hour. So he's learning that. But he's willing, you know, and he works hard, and quarterbacks like him. So he's doing a good job. What time, it's just a follow-up, sorry. Sky Moore having that yeah. year. Yeah. How much further down the road, how much quicker yeah. is he now? That yeah, he he's doing a nice job. Sky's tough. He's good after the catch and um, got good hands, good route runner. Has worked a lot uh, with Pat in the offseason. So, yeah, he's solid. Yep. It's a bit of an obligatory question, but have you heard from Chris in the last few days of the last talk to you? I uh, haven't, no, no. Any expectation on when he might come in? Oh, no. We're moving fast and furious, even though he's not here. Coach, you talked about Brian uh, Brian Cook stepping up and, and being the voice just yeah. during this offseason. How, how do you look in, in first day of practice? Yeah, he's doing a nice job. Nice job. Uh, both he and Reed, uh, they're, both their games have picked up. And we saw that later part of the season with both of them. And, uh, you know, we saw it during the OTAs, and, and I'm sure they'll continue here. So they're um, doing, he's doing a nice job, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's kind of off, off the beaten path, but you're kind of 
one of the father figures of football, right? Like, not saying you're old, coach. Just yeah, basically, you, you have that. Yeah, but you've also coached in college. The situation at Northwestern with the hazing and everything. I know, like, rookies will be carrying guys' pads and everything. Yeah. What, what, what's kind of your like? When does it go too far? How do you how do you keep it? From yeah. Playing? Well, we talk about it. I mean, I, I don't hide it from. I mean, you know, you, we let the guys will get in front of the line and carry helmets. But past that, there's no physical stuff, man. That is those days. Those days are gone. So. You can't mess around with that. Are you surprised to hear that that, like, like there, there yeah, are coaches that think that that would actually somehow help Yeah, them. I'm a big Fitz fan. I mean, I mean, I, I think I've had a lot of players come from there that have been tremendous. Uh, you know, Mike Kafka being one of them. Um, and, uh, you know, the parts of his program that I knew, I mean, it was tremendous. So um, I had a lot of respect for him. So, you know, whatever, I don't know what's, I don't know the situation. I don't know what's real, not real. Good. Hey, all right, good. Yeah. Really just, what's this offseason been like for you going, stepping up into, you know, this next year of the defense? Uh, it's been a, been a good one, man. Uh, like I just said earlier, I'm blessed to even be here. So, so much could have happened, but I'm in year four now, and uh, I'm thankful and ready to have some fun, so. Oh, yeah. I'm young, but like year four, man, it's, it's like it's flew, it flew by, you know. And uh, so with that in my mind, I know I got to, you know, lead in a different way this year, you know, so. You, know, you mentioned you're in year four. It's the natural contract year for player in your spot. Does that add any pressure to you or any expectations and goals for you this season? I just want to ball out, man. Um, just like last year, you know, I want to ball out. I missed four games, unfortunately. But this year, man, trying to be injury free, stay out there with my team and give it all I got, you know, and let everything else handle itself in the back end. Um, you know, I just I just want to win another Super Bowl. You know, add that to my resume and um, let everything else handle itself. How did today feel, first day in pads? It was one of those days, you know, and uh, we got better today. It was a Coach Reed's training camp practice today. You know, I'll tell you that. Um, tomorrow won't be no easier, but like I told the guys, as long as we continue to get better, it's going to make it, the games and preseason even easier. And um, we'll start winning, so. You said you, in the past, you said you wanted to lead linebackers and interceptions. Just how much is making turnovers a point emphasis for you? I want to be a playmaker, man, and um, that's still my goal, you know. So uh, you can't never give up on them, and I'm, I'm sticking to them. So, yes, sir, I'm definitely going you know, to reach for the stars, baby. So. You said you want to win another Super Bowl, but does it feel different having done that? That's the ultimate goal. There are lots of players that never get to do it. You've yeah, because you know, it's is it exciting. hard to turn it back on. It's exciting to say I want to win a Super Bowl when you already got one. Then you really want to win another one, you know. So it's like it's like an extra motivation, you know. And so I'm definitely fighting for that, though, man. It's that's a great feeling, you know. So. What's it been like playing with Drew? You got another veteran in the room. Like you say, he has that, well, you're five guys, so like you say, another veteran in the room, man. He knows so much, so smart. Played a big role uh, in L.A. with the Chargers, and to bring it here, man, I'm learning from him. We're learning from each other. Like, that's what you do, you know, and um, it's, it's been great having him. Willie, really, one of the really one of the leaders of the defense isn't here, of course, Chris Jones. What is, what is the defense missing without him being out there? We've been rolling, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, of course, you know, we all know Chris Jones, you know, I ain't going to get into it, but we've been rolling, you know, and with him, of course, it will be a great defense, but, you know, while we're here and while things are the way they are, we're going to ball out, so. What's it mean to the defense as a whole? 
if Chris is able to get the deal done and he comes back at some point, what would that do for the defense? I mean, it's add a big piece, you know, big piece that uh, we hope to have. You know, uh, I mean, we can't be out here thinking, dang, I wish Chris was here, but we just have to handle things the way they are and, and roll with it. Willie, what's your impression of Darren Prince, the running back, the running back? Oh, man, that boy, he's he, he going to be good. He's going to be good. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to stick to that one. So. Last two, Willie, talk about the growth of Nick Bowden. The growth. That boy has been growing since rookie year, man. And, to be where he is now, it's like he a year ten bet, you know, in year three. So to to see that, you know, uh, it, it's amazing. It's like I'm witnessing greatness, you know, in my right beside me, you know, and uh, me and him both, man. We we shooting for the stars this year, so we gonna it's definitely gonna be a great season for the linebackers. Did you uh, watch Quarterback, uh, the Netflix show? With Pat? Yeah, I did. I did. What, what, what were your thoughts? It's a cool show. They should have put me on that, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all. What's up, y'all? Y'all doing? Was year three now for you? Just, I mean, just what was it like just this, this time in camp? Yeah, um, it's classic St. Joe's, man. <laughs> Not much to it. Uh, just getting back from that uh, that daily routine and grind and training camp. Two new tackles and that interior, I mean, it still looks, you know, still good as usual. So, just, what's it like just with the whole new all around? Yeah, um, you know, just a testament to Coach uh, Andy Hack, Corey Mate, and uh, we got Coach Jason Smith coming in right now too. Uh, just the job that they do in terms of preparing us for what we face daily. Um, obviously, the interior is still the same, so getting the chance to work with uh, my guys Joe and Creed is always fun. Uh, but also having our new tackles in uh, Donovan and uh, Jawan Taylor, they're doing an excellent job just making sure they're getting up to speed in terms of what we do as an offense and what we do as a team and our culture. Yeah, Creed said y'all are, the interior is just, y'all work so well together that sometimes you don't even, you know, communicate during games. Yeah. Just, what, what is that like and how does that even work? Uh, it feels great, first off. But, you know, when you, you have that sense of trust and um, you respect and you know the guy beside you uh, has your back in every situation, uh, like he said, a lot of times it's almost like secondhand reflexes at this point. Yeah, first day, man. Uh, you know, your first time you put on the pads, obviously you're still a little bit rusty. Uh, someone made the comment earlier the last time we really put in pads was like during the Super Bowl. I was like, dang, it's been a while. So, you know, you have some things that you got to clean up, some things you can be a little bit tighter technique-wise, but it's always good to put the pads back on. It's always good knowing the season's around the corner. Still feels hungry having just one thing everybody, a lot of guys fight for years and don't get it. You have that Super Bowl now. Is it hard to, to have that energy, to have that hunger, or, or is it do it the other way? Is it yeah. Like one or more? Yeah, we're always hungry, man. I mean, I'm hungry right now. I could go for a corn dog. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we're always hungry. We understand that even though we might have won it last year, no one cares. You know, that's the reality of football. That's the reality of the game we play. No one really cares what you did the previous year. It matters what you put on the field this current year and what you show up and do. I think it was the pack during OTAs that kept you at the end there. Feeling 100% now? Is that all behind you? Oh, yeah, feeling good. Uh, we have a great medical staff headed by Rick Burkholder. They did a marvelous job making sure I'm ready to go this summer and uh, really just making sure I'm just ready to go in general. So they've done a great job. I'm ready to keep playing. Do you think it's like kind of inside the helmet when you guys are doing the offensive and defensive line one-on-ones? Like what kind of mentality do you have to have for that kind of drill? Yeah, one-on-ones uh, is uh, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> you know, you love it when you do good. You hate it when you just get beat off the line. Uh, for me, 
uh, I just try to calm down the situation and just really lock into the coaching points, the techniques, knowing what I need to correct. And just being able to, to capture that moment, that finite moment, and be effective at what you're doing. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, a guy goes that far inside, he's going to run to your buddy or he might overrush. But it's you, mano a mano, all the technical details, everything, every little piece matters. So being able to lock in those little seconds and get your job done, uh, it's a great feeling when you can do it right. It sucks when you lose. Yeah, JT's awesome, man. Um, really cool dude, easy to go along with. Uh, been really effective playing with him. Already building some chemistry with him, uh, which is some of the little things that we do. Uh, but he's been great. I'm really excited to play next to him. Really looking forward to it this season. Is that the is that the best measurement in training camp or the best drill that kind of figures out where you are? Or is there another area of camp and a practice or a drill or technique that really is more important to you? Yeah, um, I think one on one. Um, it's a, it's a great measuring stick in terms of what you're doing, how effective your technique is. Uh, to me, I think there are other drills. I mean, you know, the defense obviously has an advantage. I mean, they don't have the snap count, but they know all they got to do is rush the passer. You know, when you have more of a team drill, I feel like you have long drive drill where they don't know what's coming. They have to play it honest. You know, I feel that's a better time. And you're sustaining your block after, like, multiple, you know, 10-plus plays. So, to me, I feel that's a better gauge. Um, in terms of how you're doing, how consistent can you be when you're tired? How, how locked in can you be when you're tired? Trey, just for you, I mean, you are regarded as one of the you know, top guards in the game. Just And there's, there's kind of hard to measure when you're an old lineman, not many stats out there. Just how do you measure how you play and just what do you expect just further in your career? Yeah, uh, you know, measuring my, my, my game play and who I am as a player ultimately depends on how well I do day in and day out. You know, the feedback I get from my coaches, obviously a good job or, hey, you got to do this better. Uh, but ultimately, I think the best way for me to measure it this year is just consistency. How consistent can I do? How effective can I be at getting my job done on a consistent basis? So that's what I'm looking for at myself, way more consistency this year. Thanks, Trey. Thank you, Trey. We've already heard a lot about you, you know, learning and growing in this defense, being more vocal. Just what's it like feeling and taking that step up? Uh, y'all hear me? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nah, nah, hold on, give me a napkin. Oh, you yeah, nah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question again? I'm bad, <laughs> No, just uh, co the coaches have talked about you just stepping up in this defense and you and Jay Reed taking that big step further. Just what's it been like and how's it feel out here on the first day? Oh, it's been good. You know, first day of pass was nice. You had the pass cocking a little bit. You, you, can see, you can tell some guys was definitely excited. Um, so just, you know, being smart, though, as, as you know, because the years and count. We, the whole object is to get to the game. So. Be smart with that aspect, but just you know, just being control, having controlled aggression, as far as the the leadership wise, just make sure everybody in front of me is doing a good job. Make sure everybody you know know what they know what they need to do, know like the checks going on, because the faster they play, the faster I can play. So as long as everybody in the right position in front of me, we good. Were you one of those guys that was excited about today? I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a different mindset right now. I'm just trying to get my guys to understand what we plan on every down as much as possible. Like that's where my head is at. I think the pass going when the when the when the, when the the crowd comes up and the, the, the first game, you know, obviously it comes to the present, then it'll be a whole different situation. Right now, I'm just focused on getting the guys in the right position, playing fast, understanding what coach wants me to do, and working on the details before I get to the, the season. My guys, it's your second year. Is that something you've taken on for this defense to be all your guys? Uh, I mean, yeah, my guys regardless. I mean, even when last year, they were still my guys. I just, because at the end of the day, like, the position is safety. My, my object is to get everybody lined up 
and ready to play. Because honestly speaking, I'm, I'm the last line of defense. So if I'm if I'm confused back there, I don't know what's going on. That's a that's a very big problem, especially with the guys in front of me. So my job is to be as confident, be as ready as I can be. So that way the the, the 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 ten or the the nine that's in front of me, because I know I got Jerry next to me, um, to be playing as fast and high level as, as possibly as, as he possibly can. Juan moved on this offseason, got his deal. What did you take away? Juan Thornhill moved on this offseason. Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you take away from your time with him? Uh, it's a long list, man. Um, I think perseverance uh, was one thing that I kind of learned from him. I know he has no history. He had the injury um, years back. So he, hearing how he battled with that and seeing how he became a pro. I only came in here to, and he's already seasoned. I didn't see him. His rookie, you know, year two, anything like that. But seeing how, hearing his story, how he talked about himself, how he overcome some adversities coming in, and then how he put on display of, of great football his last year. Like it was, it was beautiful to watch. I just got here. I just was able to just learn from him in any shape, shape way or form, you know, just and actually see him too for his wedding. So that's a congratulations to him. Um, but yeah, no, nah, just learning from him day by day. He's a, he's an older guy. So I'm just trying to, you know, no matter what, I still be the student. You know what I mean? What have you learned from Jay Reed? He had years on me. Yeah, he had years on me. Um, where did I even start? He's I'm trying, I'm trying to find, a, find the right words. Um, it's so much to learn from him because he's outside of football. I would say like that's to start off. Just our life, you know, coming in as a, as a rookie, you don't really know anything. So learning from him, and he actually got the stage, which is, which is beautiful. But like, just off the off the field, learning about like how to manage through life, how to manage through you know, becoming of this situation. You know, this wasn't always a thing for me. So just being comfortable in front of the cameras, things like that. And then on the field, just being, you know, being ready, being a pro. I think this just goes down to everything. Because as you can see, he's playing on a high level, which I definitely enjoy. But just learn from him, because he's a vet. So wherever he knows, I like to try to pick his brain about certain things. But it's it's about everything. I can't just pinpoint one thing. It's more about just from from the way the day I wake up, to, from off the field, and the day I come back in here from on the field. It's, Constantly learning from him, trying to figure out and pick his brain about things. You spent some time uh, with RC Ryan Clark. Oh yeah, at the DB Precision Camp with Jay Reed as well. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Uh, that's a dope experience for me. Um, I was a little bit he he don't know this, but I told him I was uh, to RC. I've been following his, his videos for like three years because you know I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have like trainers and stuff growing up, so I was just trying to learn from what I could. But he was one of those guys that helped me pick up our and listen to the defense he played on as far as the Steelers. Like, he had great knowledge. So just being able to get out there with him was, it was a blessing for me. So I just try to take whatever he was, whatever the, the schedule was, just go in there day by day and work hard. Every day, every day wasn't my best, but, you know, just work hard and learn from him. And just like, you know, today I had a little conversation with Kelsey on a play. What, uh, what was that about? Not that just competitive. He's he's, he's a high level comp uh, competitor. So it's just you know just talking to him. But obviously you see they was riled up a bit. We get the pass on. So people chatting a little bit. I was just trying to you know I'm get get through practice, get the reps, get the you know get the reps as much as possible, and just c compete though. And I, I think when it comes to a point where like we're wasting time chatting too much and not getting the reps, that's the problem. Okay, guys, come on, you know. But he's one of those you know he's vet. And he's gonna be a potential Hall of Famer. So it was kind of. Kind of nice for me to really get in the scuffle a little bit. You're like, all right, cool. I see you. I see you, Kelsey. Getting a little, uh, getting a little fire on you. So uh, that stuff also does like encourage us to be you no know, more passionate about it because it is a blessing to be out there. So it's just, you know, it's 
it depends how you look at it. But for me, it's just I'm just trying to you know get get the practice, do my job, get the reps as much as possible, and just continue to learn. Hey Brian, as a as a starter now compared to this time last year as a rookie, how do you feel different, and how is this camp different for you? Uh, how does it come differently? I would say it's a little bit slowed down a little bit, but me with me having a bigger role, I'm trying to like I said, I'm just focused on learning as much as I can of of, of the guys that's around me. So when the time comes, when the bullets start flying. I can help whoever, wherever they need help with, you know, from the, the rookie to the vet. Like, you know, people have brain force out there, so it can, it can, it can get a lot, you know, a lot of messy. So I'm um, just trying to make sure that I'm, I'm on my P's and Q's and make sure everybody's in the right position. You guys have so many rookie DBs from a year ago that are still on the team. Just how do you feel like you guys have kind of grown as a group together going into your second year? Uh, I mean, we, we're, growing, we're growing pretty well, I would say that, but... You know, it's, it's thanks to thanks to the culture we came in. You know, it, it was no no choice. Like I said before, I know last year I told you guys that uh, for us trying to learn a playbook, we was we, we would go in to like the little hotel we staying in in the summer and go to the playbook. So that was the first initial. And it's just then we just continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow. So like as time, you're gonna keep you gonna keep building, just like fine wine. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian.